The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Is your organization a talent magnet? Is your culture the envy of the business market? Top organizations need top leaders. Make sure that you are that leader. This show will ensure that you are. Welcome to I Lead, the Leadership Connection with Dr. Linda Sharkey. Leaders today are more than just results. They are about creating legacies of great people, driving winning organizations, and raising the bar for themselves and that of their teams. Now, here is your host, Dr. Linda Sharkey. Welcome. I'm Linda Sharkey, your host of I Lead the Leadership Connection, and uh, I'm very excited about my guest today. Uh, you know, peak performance is such a important factor in today's business world, and I, I would argue that few organizations are getting the peak performance out of their people that they should be getting. And I ran into a woman, Kathy Salit. And very fascinating discussion. She's written a wonderful book called Performance Breakthrough, A Radical Approach to Success at Work. And another fascinating factor of this book is that it has the endorsement of uh, Daniel H. Pink, who many of you may know uh, is a a leading thinker from Stanford University. Um, And Kathy has her own consulting business. She's been practicing and presenting uh, revolutionary strategies Um, that are proven for success in major Fortune 100, Fortune 50 companies, American Express, Nike, Coca-Cola, DirecTV, just to name a few. Um, So I read the book. I loved it. And Kathy is on to talk about it. So, Kathy, thank you so much for joining the show. Linda, thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, I am too. I I, uh, loved it when we connected uh, very recently. What I loved about our conversation is, and and actually you talk about this in your book, is your unconventional uh, path to brilliance. Uh, Because obviously you're a a brilliant individual and, and, and a highly educated individual, but you didn't get there the way most of us get there. Tell me your story. Well, thank you. Thank you for those kind words. <laughs> um, yeah, That's it's true. One of an un- thank you. It's an unconventional path. Um, I, uh, I grew up in New York City, uh, and I'm still there. And um, I am a junior high school dropout. Uh, I had always loved school when I was an elementary school student, but then when I switched to middle school, I changed schools. And uh, it started to... Um, my, my, my school experience really changed, and where I, whereas before I had really loved learning uh, and, and, and was a very good student, um, when I made the switch to this new school, things were really different, and I think it was this combination of, it was a time of a lot of um, tumult in America, it was the 
early late sixties, early seventies, and there were there were lots of um, questions being raised about. Uh, in psychology and education and politics and culture, and I was very much swept up in all of that, even even as a 12-year-old. And the school that I went to was really sort of out of step in in many yeah. ways, and and was had a curriculum that was sort of old-fashioned, and their their educational style was also, I refer to it as crusty. Yeah, <laughs> and probably I was very, a lot of involved. Say that again. I said probably a lot of memorization involved. Exactly. A lot of memorization. And unfortunately, that has sort of stuck and, in fact, come around big time um, in, yeah. in, our current, in our current educational policy. And, um, and I, was, uh, I was really looking to um, – I was very unhappy. And I was talking to my mom constantly about it. And uh, I um, – I ultimately, you know, one day I came home from school. I had actually been sent to the principal's office for the, you know, third, fourth, fifth time. I had gotten into an argument with my teacher who would not let a classmate go to the bathroom, which I thought was very unfair. And I started arguing, and they sent me to the principal's office, and I went home um, and talked to my mom again. And this time, my mom, being the amazing person that she was, said, I think you should quit school, sweetie. Um, I think you should quit school, and I think you should start a school that you want to go to. Wow. <laughs> and I, what was the educational <laughs> level of your mom, Kathy? Say that again? What was the educational level of your mom? My, my mom actually was a high school graduate. Um, she, had not, she had not gone to college. My dad had been wow. to college. At, uh, and she was an incredibly smart and brave lady. Yeah. Um, uh, and just amazing. Um, and she, um, I said, really? I'm 12 years old, Mommy. Can I do that? <laughs> yeah. and she said, yes, I will help you. And she did, and we did. And uh, we, um, we found another 20, 25 young people um, who felt similarly and parents who were supportive. And we, we ended up taking over an abandoned storefront in Manhattan, an old dry cleaning store, uh, and we established a one-room schoolhouse, um, and we um, we created a curriculum. We created how the, the subjects were taught. We recruited teachers. We you know we shared and worked on the toilet cleaning schedule. We did it all. Uh, and what a learning really, experience! Wow. It was a yeah exactly, Linda. It was an incredible learning experience, um, and it taught me. Um, it taught me that you could break rules and you could make up new ones. Uh, that was this huge lesson that you could actually create with others. You could, you could disrupt sort of the norm and say, let's try something in, in a totally new way. Now, I didn't have the language for it back then, but I do now. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so that, as you said earlier, I think it really did set me on an unconventional path Specific, particularly around um, a search for alternative and 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 you know more effective and more creative modalities for education and for learning for growth and for change. Yeah, and you know it's interesting. I think that's coming full circle now. Uh, I'm seeing a lot more schools um, like Singularity University and some other places that are really putting the way we educate people, turning it upside down. And, you know, children have so much more access to information today. They're, a nine-year-old is so much smarter than a nine-year-old was 20 years ago or even five right. years ago or eight years ago. 
And I think this this ability for people to sort of self-discover, self-reflect, uh, be in that kind of environment is in- incredible. And the right way to yeah. go, actually. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I think, And it's interesting because there are these really important innovations being made in certain kinds of educational settings, and that's happening alongside of there being a... a, a, a a real conservative and sort of, in sense, even more traditional um, modalities for education being pushed. We were, you and I were discussing uh, when we chatted the other day about, you know, the 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 proliferation of testing. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, including testing in kindergarten, and the kind of anxiety and the stress that is produced as a result and that it's you know it is a particular skill set to learn how to do well on a test it has to do with memorization but that is right. not the same as education no it's not and you know I, I see a lot of kids today coming out of high school who can't think you yeah. know they, they don't know how to think and that yeah. is you know that is the purpose of school is to help people learn how to analyze, learn how to think, and, and learn how to make their collect information so that they can synthesize it and make their own judgments, you know? Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, uh, and, yeah. So how do you learn, Kathy? Um, well, I learn uh, in the way that I think many people learn, even though we may not identify it as such. Uh, I'm very, our work is very influenced by a psychologist, a Russian psychologist by the name of Lev Vygotsky. And, um, he did I'm going to have to look mainly, this guy up. I don't know who he is. Actually. Yeah, look him up. V-Y-G-O-T-S-K-Y. And his work actually wasn't translated from Russian into English until the mid to late 60s. And so educators just started to learn about him you know, in the, in the 70s, and, and now he's actually become quite popular in educational circle, circle, circles. Um, but, I, but I think that the work that we're doing in building on Bogotsky's work in the corporate, for adult learning in the corporate world, is, is pretty unique. And the idea, one of the ideas that he talked about was that how children learn is by creatively imitating what they see bigger people do. This is wonderful. This, a friend of mine sent me this, this YouTube video the other day of this little kid who's like, I don't know, six months old, talking on a cell phone. And wow. this, little gir- this little girl is just, she's just babbling, you know, and she goes, you know, and she's like, she's doing, she's pretending to be to talk on a cell phone like she's seen, you know, her mom and dad do. And it's, you know, it's terribly adorable, but it's also, it is literally the way children learn. And I think the way we big people learn, we, 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 you know, we, we're, we're in a job and we're given a task, we're given a project that we have no idea how to do yet. We, we look around and we see what people are doing and we say, oh, this is how you sit in a meeting. This is how, right. you, you, know, this is how you participate in a right. conversation. <laughs> and, and you we, know what's interesting about that, Kathy, is uh, Eric uh, Schoenberg was on my show uh, last week and he's the uh, editor-in-chief of Inc. Magazine. And yes. we were talking about... Um, stereotype positive and negative stereotype and the impact that that has on the brain and bias and as you're talking about that in this imitation perspective you know kids brains are wired 
when they hear those things, when they see those things, that begins to wire messages in their brain that become very unconscious and very difficult to change as we become older. Yes, yeah. And that's why, by the way, I think that the word creative is important in the phrase um, creative imitation because yeah. it, isn't, it isn't a parroting. It's, it's this idea that you don't stop being who you are. You don't, you're still bringing who you are to whatever the, the, the challenge is, whatever the new learning is. But you're trying on, you're pretending, you're performing as this other person, like this little adorable baby on the cell phone. She's per- not consciously, but she's performing as somebody who speaks on the phone. And, and that experience, you know, and it affects the brain, it affects the body, it, affects, right. it, it, it has a total, you know, mind-body impact, is what teaches us to do things that we don't know how to do. Yeah, that's so fascinating. And so how did you translate that into, you know, your, your radical breakthrough uh, peak performance? How did you translate all of this into uh, your, your concept? Well, what we do, what we do both in my company, uh, in our work with clients, my company is Performance of a Lifetime. And as you said, I've, I've written about this, our work in, in, in my new book, is we help to, we actually relate to people and give people the concept that we are all performers. Everybody, even if you haven't chosen that to be your profession and you have no interest in acting or dancing or singing or any, you know, art or anything like that. But the fact is, is like if you think about again, back to this little baby, you know, on the mm-hmm. cell phone is we're performing. Even though she doesn't know it, she's performing, she's pretending, she's imagining. And so that produces huge transformation in kids. It can continue to produce huge transformation as adults if we tap into our natural ability to perform. So what we do is we actually put people on stage and we give them, we hand over the tools of theater and in particular improvisation and say, let's try this scene, this work scene, this relationship that you're, you find challenging. You know, maybe it's with a boss, maybe it's with a peer, maybe it's with a client. And let's perform it. And, and let's take a look at the character you're playing and the character they're playing. And we, we help people see what the play, what the scenes of their work lives are. Yeah. And that can Kathy, be very I need helpful. you to hold this thought. Hold this thought because we're going to come back sure. at, after break. And I want to talk more about this. It's fascinating, helping people see the scenes. And it's probably just shocks them in some ways. So stay mm-hmm, with us. Mm-hmm. We're talking to Kathy Salit. She is the author of Performance Breakthrough, A Radical Approach to Success at Work. She's also the CEO of her company that works with major Fortune 100 companies around the world. Um, stay with us. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Dr. Linda Sharkey promotes fact-based solutions for global organizations and leaders that are known to drive business success. Do you want to put the wow in your talent practices? How about a spring in your leadership approaches? Coaching and leadership development are proven methods that have done right 
really do make good leaders great. If you want a no-nonsense, practical approach that will enable you to compete anywhere in the world with measurable results, contact Linda today. Visit lindasharkey.com. Again, that's lindasharkey.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. To speak to Dr. Linda Sharkey or her guest, please call in to one 866 472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or you can tweet the show at hashtag I lead TLC we'd also love to hear from you by email the email address is radio at lindasharkey.com now back to I lead the leadership connection Welcome back. I'm Linda Sharkey, your host of I Lead the Leadership Connection. And with me today is Kathy Salit, uh, author, speaker, um, just a, a breakthrough thinker herself, uh, author of Performance Breakthrough, A Radical Approach to Success at Work. If you don't have a copy of this book, I would highly recommend that you make sure it's on your book bookshelf. It's a must read for anybody who's trying to get peak performance out of their organization. So, Kathy, we were talking about the you know, the uh, improv that you were doing and having people act out scenes from work. And what did they, what did they see from that? And what did they learn from that as leaders? It, you know, it, they see more than you would imagine because yeah, there's, something about, there's something about putting it on stage that creates a certain kind of distance, right? So that you, you're, you're looking at it. You're in it, it's but safer. you're also looking at it. And you, right. can, and you can say things and do things that are actually harder to just, say directly, uh, because you have the license to, to perform it um, and to pretend. And so what they see is, oh, I had no idea that, for example, when I said, you know, blah, 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 that it caused this reaction from the person, you know, in the person that I was talking to, because now they're looking at it and they're saying, wow, I never realized that that's the way I sounded. And of course I see the impact that it has. Or one of the things that we help people do is we, you you mentioned improvisation, we help people to listen like an improviser. And that's a very different kind of listening than what I would say normal listening is. Um, I mean, we've all, we've all been in endless meetings and conversations where you, what you hear a lot of is a lot of yes buts in response mm-hmm. to what you say. And yep. the rule in improvisation is to say yes and, and to build with what somebody says. But in order to build with what someone says, you have to listen. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know? and because so we the yes a lot of but, that kind of work. When somebody says yes but, what they really mean is that they're challenging the concept. They don't agree. Exactly. Exactly. They're saying no. They're saying Correct. no. So I'm not saying that you should never say no, but, but there are many, many more opportunities to say yes and to build with what someone is giving you and saying and doing, even if you don't agree with it, even if it, it frightens you, like, for example, sometimes in negotiation situations or sales situations or where there's a very strong disagreement, 
if you can figure out what can I say yes to? What, how can I build with what somebody is saying? And that's, this is all part of the arsenal and the toolkit that actors and improvisers have. And so we, we teach, we, we, we both teach um, business people, but we, but we also tap into their natural ability to do this. Uh, and that, that really helps people to create performance breakthroughs because they get to experiment and to try different ways of starting a meeting and different ways of having a conversation and different ways of giving a presentation. Mm, I love that. I love that. So do you, how do you see, uh, how, do, how do you define performance breakthrough? How, how do you define, yeah, performance breakthrough? Yeah. Uh, we define it a, a couple of ways. Uh, let, me, let me try this way um, for you and our listeners. Um, this idea, a performance breakthrough is when you are performing not only who you are, doing what you normally do, right? You're also performing who you are not yet, you're, you're, you're this, it's this combination of being who you are and who you are not at the same time. And when you do that, that produces performance breakthroughs because, and we call, our name for it is the becoming principle, that we're not just who we are, we're who we are and who we are becoming. And so who do you want to become? What do you want to become? You're going to have to spend some time in the space of doing things that don't feel natural, doing things that aren't, quote, you know, you. <laughs> but of course, it is you. You can never stop being you. But you're using performance and pretending and improv to do something that is not your scripted way of doing it. And that produces performance breakthroughs. And what, what that performance breakthrough is, well, that's, that's up to you. You know, maybe it's you know, the performance breakthrough you want to have is you want to have stronger relationships, you know, with your clients. Well, you perform as a listener. You perform being curious even if you're not. Um, there are different ways you want to grow your career. How do you produce a performance breakthrough? You perform doing what you don't yet know how to do. And that goes back to what we were talking about before, Linda, about learning. You know, you don't learn how to ride a bike by reading a book about it. you got to get on the bike. <laughs> and, and ride it. And, and you know, and and every kid, it. you know, every parent uh, has their kid ride a bike and the kid thinks that the parent is holding on to the back of the bike and right. the parent takes their hand off and said, no, you're actually doing it yourself. I mean, it, that's yeah. how everybody's learned how to ride a bike, right? Exactly. 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 But, and you, so you have to pretend to do it before you know how to do it. And lo and behold, that's what creates you learning how to do it. Yeah. Becoming a bike yeah, so, rider. Uh, which I think is is really great. So, so tell me about this. Um, one thing that's fascinating me, and I, I'm not sure I really see the nexus here, but I think there probably is a nexus. Um, uh, you know, we we often look at performance management and performance feedback as a way to create breakthrough for people and for people to learn, etc. What's your view on that current system versus what you're talking about? Um, I think it's a great question, uh, and we get it a lot, so I think it's, it's really important to talk about. So the way I think about performance management is uh, sometimes, I mean, sometimes what people are doing is they're helping somebody identify this is an area for you to grow in, and we're going to identify what certain sort of, what success is going to look like, you know, if you, if you do grow and learn in this way and achieve it, and let's 
get together at the end of three months or whatever it is and the end of, you know, two quarters and we'll see how you did. Um, and I think that can be helpful to people. Um, it's very oriented, however, towards the, um, let's, uh, the, the end result, the profit, finishing the project on time, you know, however many sales proposals were generated and closed, you know, but da 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 And it's actually not that unlike, you know, doing well on a test, only in this, in this situation, it actually means something. <laughs> in right. business, it means something. In educated school, it really doesn't mean much. <laughs> right, right, exactly. But, uh, <laughs> but I think that when, what, the way we talk about performance as, you know, of, of being who you are and, and who you are not yet, that means that we're in the space of becoming, right, and growing and learning. Now, it happens to be that if you do that, and if you do that very deliberately, you, you put yourself in situations where you, you have to stretch, we have to perform in new ways, that's going to produce performance breakthroughs. But sometimes it's going to produce performance breakthroughs that are even other than what you thought, Right. Right. Because, you know, if you're, it's like if a painter is, if a painter knows exactly how the painting is going to come out, well, why paint? You know what right. I mean? Why paint? The whole process of painting is to, is to discover what the painting is. What's it, what is it going to be? Similarly with a song, you don't, I mean, you might have some ideas of about what you want the song to be about, but if the the process of creating the song produces something that is very different than what you may have started with. And I think that this is a big area. This goes back to me, to, to what you were saying before, Linda, when you talked about kids leaving school and not knowing how to think and not, being able, not knowing how to problem solve. We need to have room for not knowing the answer and not even knowing where it is exactly that we are going to and want to end up. We can have ideas. We can have goals, but not to the exclusion of all the other possibility that's there. And that's the kind of performance that we, we help people with. Yeah. Is, do you think, <coughs> excuse me, Kathy, do you think that this is kind of the wave of the future? <coughs> excuse Boy, me. Boy, do I hope so. Yeah. I, I hope I, so. I, I actually think that, I mean, when we first started our business, Linda, this was in the the late 90s, 1990s, another century. And, yeah. um, and what we were doing back then, because uh, we started actually as a, as a kind of a school for non-performance, a performance school for non-performers. And then after a couple of years, one of our, my students brought me in under much protest by me, by the way, into mm-hmm work with her sales team. I was horrified. I was like, this stuff is too weird, you know. I'm not a business, I'm not a corporate person. It turned out to be really, really helpful to them. But back then, what we were doing was was truly quite really Revolutionary. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it was. Um, for buttoned-up corporate types, it, it absolutely was, particularly in the 1990s. Now, let me ask you, give me a story of where you've done this and, and, you know, how people reacted and, you know, like American Express, I, you know, you don't want to name the, the, the organization, but, you know, in some of these, these places, I mean, how did they take to this idea of, of improv and, you know, on becoming? You know, it's, it's interesting. I mean, we've worked now with so many different clients over almost 20 years. And um, I will say that, that for many, many people, um, it's very, very 
like difficult at first. It's yeah. you know, it's it's sort of you know, you there's a certain kind of initial vulnerability. You know, you you might be look foolish. You're like you know, doing kind of crazy things to start because we'll do warm up exercises in the way that if you're going for a long run, you got to stretch, you got to warm up, you got to you know loosen up some muscles, and we're loosening up creative and. Um, conversation and human connection muscles. So we're doing things that are playful and different. And so initially I would say that there's an, there, there was probably, in some cases, not always, some skepticism. But I'll tell you, Linda, within moments, people are having fun and they're, they're breaking out of their scripts and they're starting to see, oh, okay, maybe, maybe there's something to this. And we work very hard to help make the connections um, because, and, and it's sort of easy after a while because you're, let's say you're working on, so for example, we do a lot of work with, uh, with women on something that is sometimes referred to as leadership or executive presence. Right? Oh gosh. Um, that, Kathy, and, hold that because I want to talk about executive presence. It's a, okay. it's a bugaboo of mine, particularly in relationship to women. Um, yep. and we're coming up on break um, stay with us, and, and I think I have a lot of women listeners and women leaders, and certainly I have seen more and more women get that feedback, which is so, what does that mean, executive presence, you know, that they have to develop an executive presence. Stay with us. We're, I'm talking with Kathy Salit. Uh, she's CEO and founder of Performance of a Lifetime. Uh, she's talking, we're talking about how to get great breakthrough performance. She's been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Fast Company Wired, and she lives in New York City. So stay with us, and we're going to talk about that all-catch-all word for women executives, executive presence. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Dr. Linda Sharkey promotes fact-based solutions for global organizations and leaders that are known to drive business success. Do you want to put the wow in your talent practices? How about a spring in your leadership approaches? Coaching and leadership development are proven methods that, if done right, really do make good leaders great. If you want a no-nonsense, practical approach that will enable you to compete anywhere in the world with measurable results, contact Linda today. Visit lindasharkey.com. Again, that's lindasharkey.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to I Lead. The Leadership Connection. To speak to Dr. Linda Sharkey or her guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can tweet the show at hashtag ILEADTLC. We'd also love to hear from you by email. The email address is radio at lindasharkey.com. Now, back to ILEAD. The Leadership Connection. Welcome back. I'm Linda Sharkey, your host of I Lead the Leadership Connection. And I'm talking to Kathy Salit, fascinating woman who's written an excellent book on a performance breakthrough, a radical approach to success at work. She's been doing this for 
better part of 20 years and really had some some wonderful successes. And we were talking about executive presence before we took a break. And, and I want to really explore this because as a as a HR leader for Fortune 10 companies, I often, uh, the head of talent for HP, I often got quite, well, she doesn't quite have executive presence. Well, what does that mean? You know, maybe not how you would view an executive, right. but doesn't mean that this person doesn't have executive presence. You're asking her to conform to your perspective of what that is. So tell me more about this, Kathy. I, I love this. Yeah. I, you know, when I was writing my book, I, one of my chapters is called Perform with Presence. It's chapter yeah, 11. That. And, and yeah. uh, uh, it's, a, it's a very sort of hot topic. And, and as you say, it's also it's, it's loaded because it's like, well, wait a minute. What do you, who's, whose criteria and what's the criteria we're using to determine who has presence and, and so on? And all that said, I, one of the things that I did when I was writing the book, I was like, let me look and see what, like, what's the list that like, people say make up the qualities that you should have. And it's endless, assertive, authentic, yeah. candid, charismatic, <laughs> composed, right. concise, constant, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I think that for women, I think that, I think two things. One is you're in a particular play when you're in the corporate world, all right? And, and you've cho- if you've chosen to be in that world, then that's, that's the play you're in. So what character do you want to have and what characters do you want to have available to you? And I think that there are choices for us to make and then for us to learn how to perform those choices. Sometimes they may feel like super authentic to us, and sometimes they're like, well, this is simply the character I need to play in this particular setting. I don't know if that makes sense to you, Linda, but that's one thing so that people don't feel like there's something wrong with me that I don't have enough presence. You know, there's, there's like you choose what your performance can be. The other thing that I'll say is that so much of what qualifies as presence it, it gets related to as if it's something innate in us, but I think it actually has more to do with how we relate and connect to other people. Mm-hmm. So if we focus our attention in to what does our audience need? What does this group of people in the meeting need? What does this person need? And, we can, and that's something that, by the way, women are very good at, being attentive to what other people need. And then yep. we figure out how to perform given what we want to and can give to that other person. And that takes a lot of presence, and that inspires, you know, a lot. And so, I mean, sometimes, and back to this idea of creative imitation, I think that it can be helpful to, for women to think about a leader, whether it's a man or a woman, who they feel has a lot of presence. What do they do? How do they walk? How do they talk? How do they listen? Creatively imitate those people and then take on whatever of those attributes feel good to you and feel right to you. And you can expand this, you know, somewhat, you know, nebulous concept of being, of having leadership presence. Yeah, because it is a very nebulous concept. But, you know, it's, it's interesting that you say, you know, early on in, in as we grow up, and I, I think it's actually been proven, that we, we imitate others, we imitate what we see and what we learn in our environment and in our context. And, you know, when for women first got into the workplace, there were not really that many, I would say, uh, 
role well there weren't hardly any role there, models there weren't for, for any exactly women yeah. a uh, other than somebody who was a secretary and i remember being appalled when i first went to work for the aluminum company of america and they come oh well my guy mr so-and-so i gotta get his coffee first thing and i gotta make you know i'm like really but uh, you know that that and I was not certainly imitating that. But many women get criticized for uh, being too aggressive, all of that. And you know, I think there's some of that 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 there was an imitation factor that that's what they saw the success model to be for males. But it be it backfired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. There's a different standard that is used, and that's why I think that this idea of that we have different performance choices to make that, are, that we can have as part of our repertoire. And, um, you know, what can I say? It's like the real world out there. Sometimes people will say, well, give me a performance choice that will never uh, get me in trouble. You know, I'm like, wow. well, no. One of the things it means to be a leadership woman is you're going to get in trouble. So and you then, take risk, right. Yes, and so then let's help you prepare for that, but I cannot yeah. give you a silver bullet that is going to protect you from it. You're going to yeah. have to lead even when they're kicking your butt, too. Right. I mean, if your goal is to play it safe, male or female, um, yeah. you know, you're never going to make it ahead. Let's, let's, let's yeah. be honest. You know, it's yeah. not a world where, where, you know, playing it safe creates breakthrough, period. So if that's your mental model, that ain't going to help. Yeah, and I think that a very one of the things I talk about in my book is to create, form a board of performance directors for you. Love that. Form a board of, you know, um, uh, Jim Collins talked about a board of directors. I call it a performance board of directors, people who are going to help you perform in new ways, handle the different scenes of your, of your work life. You get to practice and rehearse with and talk things through and, 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 and who are like very different from you. It should be made up of people who maybe, you know, you wouldn't normally ask for help from. But, it, but to pull that together and people love giving others people help. Yeah, and coaching. you could just ask for more of it, and this can help you through those kinds of challenging situations that a lot of women go through in the workplace. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. And I mean, fortunately, we're lucky now, women like you and myself, who who did break through uh, to the higher ranks of uh, of corporate America or corporations in, in general. And you do have role models. One of the things I loved about what you said is, you know, men helped me get ahead, and yep. there were some great role model men so pick the ones that resonate with you that you admire and then use this idea of creative innovation uh Mm -hmm. imitation there and not necessarily pick those that were tiller the huns and believe that that's what you have to do right right (laughs) you know we're we're trying to get rid of tiller the huns we're trying to get rid of (laughs) command and control leadership because we know that that's the, the, the 20th century leadership style. It just ain't going to work in the 21st century. It, it just really isn't. So talk about, you talked a little bit about your becoming principle. I'd like to talk about that in relationship to or versus the knowing paradigm. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I discuss this in my book. Uh, so just, just quickly to say, we it, it relates to the, the, the view that in order to get ahead, you have to know what you're doing, number one, and number two, that really 
that, that, that what's important is information. And instead of, um, and I think that can be a trap for us because mm-hmm. the, the understanding or the belief that, you know, in order to move forward, you have to know how to do it. You have to know what's going to happen. You have to have figured out, you know, all of the contingencies so that nothing is a surprise, blah, 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 blah. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. That, is so, that, could, that will get in your way of, of taking, innovation. you know, risks of innovation. It will, take, it will get in the way of building new and different kinds of relationships. You know, you have to be open to the unknown, and that's much closer to the becoming principle where you're doing something, you're both doing something that you are familiar with, you're being yourself, but you're also doing something that you don't know how to do. That's, right. that's where innovation and that's where learning and growth happens. So yeah. I'm, I'm trying to help steer people away from feeling like you have to know how to do it or know what you're doing as a precondition. We don't. We don't. Yeah, and that's, I mean, obviously, if you're going to be a lawyer, you have to have, you know, you have to have, go to school for that. You have to know it and you have to practice it. I mean, if you're going to be a nurse, same thing. But, you know, when you get into the real live situations, you've got a lot to, to still learn. So, you know, what you're talking about is the old paradigm of the 20th century. Uh, you know, uh, knowledge yeah. is king. Um, yes. All and I'm, of not that. The, I'm not knocking knowledge. I mean, yet, as no, you no, say, I'm not. I mean, no, but want to know how controlling, to do controlling <laughs> knowledge, having to be the smartest person in the room, showing that you're smart, you know, uh, yeah. was a paradigm then. And, yes. you know, a leadership paradigm. And, and also wanting to have control, making sure that you don't take too much risk or you don't step out too much and that you're, if you do, it's very predictable. So I think that's a big shift, Kathy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So uh, tell me, what are the five fundamentals that you talk about? I, I, I know I have it in your book and it's in your book, but, you know, run us through this. Yeah, sure. I think in order to create performance breakthroughs, there are five key areas um, that are going to help you do that. The first is to choose to grow, number one, choose to grow. And that, that says we've been discussing. Make the choice to do things that are hard, that are different. You know, go and have a conversation with somebody who is totally different than you, someone who you're frightened to talk to. Do that. Push yourself to do that. Take on a project that you would not take on. Uh, eat a meal that is different than the kind of meal you would eat. You know, go to a different country. Uh, choose to grow, number one. Number two, build ensembles everywhere. And this is very connected to, our, you know, why, why we use theater and why we use performance, because the power of creativity um, and the, pow- the, the collective wisdom that we have by working closely together and realizing that we are not alone and that we, we, but we feel alone, you know? And so, you know, there's a big challenge in business that we, help, we, we give our clients a lot of help with is there's something that's called silos, you know, which is really just like different departments, different units, different business, you know, um, areas. They don't talk to each other. They don't step back and see that they're part of a bigger play, a bigger picture. And so we help people to learn how to, communicate and collaborate in the way that one might create a dance together, an improvisational scene, but in the yeah. workplace. Yeah, three, it's really... Yeah. Three is um, 
listen, listen in that way that we were talking about. It's the, the, the chapter is called Listen, the Revolutionary Way to Have a Conversation. We think it's all about talking. It's actually all about listening. And so, so Kathy, um, I want you to hold four and five until we take a quick break. You and got it. Go through your number four and five, and then I have some questions from the audience for you. So let's oh, take great. a quick break, talking to Kathy Salit. You know, what are the five fundamentals that you have to have to have performance breakthrough and work at your own personal peak performance. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Dr. Linda Sharkey promotes fact-based solutions for global organizations and leaders that are known to drive business success. Do you want to put the wow in your talent practices? How about a spring in your leadership approaches? Coaching and leadership development are proven methods that, if done right, really do make good leaders great. If you want a no-nonsense, practical approach that will enable you to compete anywhere in the world with measurable results, contact Linda today. Visit lindasharkey.com. Again, that's lindasharkey.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to iLead. The Leadership Connection. To speak to Dr. Linda Sharkey or her guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can tweet the show at hashtag iLeadTLC. We'd also love to hear from you by email. The email address is radio at lindasharkey.com. Now, back to iLead. The Leadership Connection. Welcome back. I'm Linda Sharkey, your host of I Lead the Leadership Connection, and I'm talking with Kathy Salit, uh, facilitator, speaker, author, coach, uh, author of Performance Breakthrough, a radical uh, approach to success at work, and she was talking about the five fundamentals of breakthrough performance. Kathy, we got to three. Let's hear four and five. Four, this is one of my favorites of the five fundamentals, which is, it's, I call it create with crap. Uh, and like <laughs> and this is this is sort of like we oh my goodness we all have to deal with all kinds of crap every day day in and day out and instead of being totally frustrated by it and demoralized or angry or whatever it is that we often will feel justifiably what if we created with it what if we figured out a way to turn it into an opportunity. Um, and that outlook, that, that, that approach, that posture can make a really big difference in terms of what, what is possible and also how to, how, to, how to grow from the circumstance instead of be, you know, totally undermined by it. So create with crap. And then finally, the fifth fundamental is to improvise your life. And this is, this is you know, drawing from the toolbox of the improviser. This is, you know, saying yes and. This is... Um, you know, being able to embrace curveballs and uh, and not only you know handle them, but look forward to them and to be creative with them. And I I have actually seven tenets of 
of improvisation, which I share in my book, which you can, you know, read more about yeah. when you, when you, and buy you got it. a lot of great exercises in there, which I absolutely love. Yes, great. You yeah, know. we've gotten good feedback on the exercises. Yeah, um, I'm sure people can, you, you know, uh, can take some of these and actually, you know, run them themselves if they want to. But I think the best thing to do would be to get a hold of you, actually, Kathy, and uh, talk about how to implement this in their organization. The, Brett, peak performance is going to be so important going forward because, yeah. uh, you know, it, innovation is going to be the byword of this century. No question. Innovation mm-hmm. and execution. To, so we have a question in from the field, Kathy. Um, somebody emailed me, and um, this is from Sharon. And she wants to know, she wants some advice from you on how she can do this herself. She's a, a mid-level leader in a, in a very big organization. And how can she, what can she personally do without having to, you know, go outside and bring somebody in or that kind of thing? Well, I think that, Sharon, um, it would be great if you tried this idea that we were talking about before about saying yes and uh, when in response to what other people say. And what that means is that you relate to what somebody, some input that somebody has given, whether it's in a meeting, whether it's in a conversation, whether it's with a client or with a colleague, and say yes and then add what you think um, what can you add to what's being said? So maybe, maybe somebody says something like, well, um, I'm not going to be able to deliver that, that project on time, as you had hoped. And then instead of saying, you know, damn, what are you, know, oh, you going to do? This is a problem, but this is sort of relates to creating with crap. You can say, this is a version of YesN. You can say, oh, okay, let's talk about what's going well and what, how we can accelerate that. And let's talk about how we can solve the problems of some of the things that aren't going well and therefore are going to impact on our timeline. So you're saying yes to the challenge. You're saying yes to the person. And you're saying, let's figure out together how to build with it. You know, that's going to just change somebody's perception of you as well. Totally. If you start doing that. Because you're building an ally. Because you're saying and. And So there's an exception, acceptance and an inclusive factor there. Yes, and you're also modeling behavior which other people see. And they say, oh, that's a way to be around here, back to our creative imitation discussion. <laughs> you know, like, say yes and to somebody who, who everybody always ignores. <laughs> you know, yeah. nobody ever asks them what they think at a meeting. Ask them what they think at a meeting. <clears throat> and people are like, oh, oh, Joe, Joe, Joe actually talks. Yeah, right. Joe actually has a brain, actually. Oh, that's Yeah, that's right. And we can right. relate to him and his brain. Right. That That's uh, excellent advice, Kathy. So, uh, you know, as we're wrapping up here, what's your one last word you want to share with our audience? Take those risks. You know, perform. You have a dream. You have an idea. You have a way you want to be. And you feel like, well, that's not me. Don't worry about that not being your, quote, authentic self. What it means to be authentic is to give expression to the multiplicity of who you are. So give yourself the space to try new things, and that's going to produce performance breakthroughs for you. Yeah, that's terrific. Kathy, how do people get a hold of you? And, you know, I know you run workshops on this, and you, you know, give talks on this. And, by the way, I've listened to some of your talks, and they're fabulous. So how, how 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 does somebody get a hold of you? 
Well, you can follow me on Facebook, um, Kathy Salit Author on Facebook, uh, on Twitter at Kathy Salit. Um, of course, LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn, and um, my website. Our website is performanceofalifetime.com. It's a mouthful. You can also get there by going to kathysalit.com. Uh, and if people, if you want to, um, if you would like to get a free copy of the of chapter one, um, I'd love you to buy the book. Of course, which you can get on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and and other indie bookstores. But if you'd like to start with a free chapter download, you can reach me by uh, emailing uh, info info at performanceofalifetime.com. Say you heard me on the Linda Sharkey show and you will get a free chapter. That's wonderful, Kathy. I, I, I appreciate that. Well, I greatly appreciate having you on the show. It's been a, a terrific discussion and, um, you know, thank you for, for coming on board and sharing all your wisdom and knowledge. And it just goes to show you, you see, I have a Ph.D., and you're a, a junior high school dropout. <laughs> it just goes to show you. You don't really need all of that to be brilliant, right? Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on, on your show, Linda. It's been wonderful talking to you. It's been great talking to you too, Kathy. And uh, we'll catch up when I'm next up in uh, New York. Oh, wonderful. Definitely. Give me, a, give me a holler. Yes, I will. So um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, this is, we're talking with Kathy Salit. She's just, you know, a, a, a dynamo person. I firmly suggest that you get her book and get a hold of her. Next week, we're having uh, Josh Burson. For those of you that don't know Josh, he's one of the best uh, researchers. He's part of Deloitte, but he also, you know, started his own firm on uh, human resource analytics and research. And he has some phenomenal insights into what makes businesses tick, what are the things that we're going to have to pay attention to, how big data, uh, something that's near and dear to my mind, uh, how big data is going to really change how we do uh, human resources going forward. And, you know, for those of us who are in the human resource OD field and the leadership development field, which, of course, I am, um, you know, you're going to... So human resources, in order to stay relevant, has to rethink some of the things that we're doing and that we were doing in the 20th century that are no longer relevant for the 21st. So stay with us as we talk about these things going forward, and uh, also we're going to be talking about uh, our new book, um, The Future Proof Workplace, which is going to be out, published by Wiley in February, and uh, we're going to be sharing some of the concepts and ideas that are going to be in there. Very important, writing it with Morag Barrett. So thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of I Lead, The Leadership Connection. Please join Dr. Linda Sharkey again for another show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a successful week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 